Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com on the local 12 news app. Welcome into the Greater Cincinnati High School Football Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble, the Commissioner of the Greater Catholic League South and proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown, where big things may be happening next year, but we can't even look at that yet. Can't look. Too early. Too early. Too soon. 3-0 and last night to GCL South, though, won a bye. Yes, indeed. we got a couple of coaches we're going to talk to this morning. Yes. We expect to talk with Andre yes. Parker, the head coach of Winton Woods, Dave Brossert, the winning coach of Dixie Heights from... Yep. Your Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown game in Northern Kentucky on Thursday, 28-14 winners over Simon Kenton. But this segment, to start the program, we're going to look uh, really extensively at Division One, Region 4, where there was uh, all the action last night, and it worked out symmetrically perfect. 16 teams, yep. got a chance to play eight games, um, and really the seeds all held up except in one case, the game that we had for you on WatchHSSports.tv, the game I broadcast last night in Hamilton, where Moeller beat Hamilton 43-27, Noah Gesselbrock, 21 of 24, 302 yards passing. Tanell Bryant had 13 catches for 197 and a touchdown. He had 11 receptions in the first half alone. They went to a short passing game, really seemed to befuddle Hamilton. This score doesn't surprise me. I'm not saying, and there was obviously a lot of controversy with the seeding, Tom, as we all know. We talked about right. it last week. Yep. Um, Moeller's just a better team, period, end of story. Well, and I think, and I think it shows thing, the schedule they play. Well, I was going to say exactly that. I mean, when you look at Moeller's schedule, now granted they start, they'd lost five games in a row going into last night. They opened a season at Bishop Hartley in Columbus. Which Hasn't is lost a smaller, since, I don't think they've lost since. Smaller school, but Hartley was, you know, they're always good, perennial state championship contenders. Then Moeller went to East Central, right, which has only lost once in two seasons. Yes. Right, lost that game 21-6. It was only 7 to nothing at halftime. Then they went to Louisville Trinity, nationally ranked back to being what Trinity has been, one of the best teams in the country. Then you got the GCL South schedule where, and I think you'll agree with me, where, again, they were tight with Elder, had a 13 to nothing lead, in fact, in that Elder game. We're tight with, with St. X going in toward the half. Was, and, they, and they, really, they, they were on top of Elder two touchdowns early. Elder correct. came back, was, was yep. a one-score game at halftime. St. Xavier, one-score game at yep. halftime. LaSalle had them had the lead, had the lead late. in the final yeah. seconds. So I, I think sometimes people overlook that. I mean, people look at Moeller, and, and people have to get over the fact that this is not this the is 1978. Right. Yeah. It, it's not. But this is still a tested team, and, and, and kudos to Coach Mark Elder for making the quarterback change, moving in, as you mentioned, Noah Gesselbrock, who had the great game last night, only three incompletions, but also by moving him in a quarterback, allowing T.J. Rotello to go back to being a running and he, back. Yeah, and he had three touchdowns rushing last night. Didn't have a lot of yards, right. but did have That's three okay. touchdowns. That's okay, and, and they've they developed some younger guys. Tanel Bryant's paint. ridiculous right. right now. Tyrell Davis has been ridiculous. And lately. their stats have been off the charts against GCL South right. competition. That's now, the thing. You, I know, predicted this. I told Rob, our producer, he asked me who I thought would win, and I said Moeller. Not because I'm the GCL South Commissioner. I'll go back to 2017. I, 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 thought, it was, I thought they'd win by two touchdowns well, just because of Well, in the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown, the opener in 2017, which was up at Hamilton, Moeller won 42-7. to I, I mean, I just think that it's – and, again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Hamilton. They wound up 3-3. Three and three. They attempted a two-point conversion last four week and to two, win at Cole Rain. Lost by five to the two-seed Princeton. So, no, I yeah. – But it's – but you still – you cannot convince me. And that's why I, I know I, I this all falls on deaf ears. I, I don't know why. But I cannot convince people enough. If you want to win in the postseason, if you want to advance – 
coaches, put your ego aside. Quit worrying about your record. You know, and, and I know coaches I go will back tell to the, you. So, so then, Tom, do we go back to the argument of do away with the Harbins and have everybody in? Do we go to where it is next year where 12 is maybe a good number? And Because I think some of that is obviously teams don't want to schedule too tough, not because it's too tough to, Look, to, to play. It's too tough to get enough points to get in. Well, here, here's the thing. If you don't get enough points to get in, you know what the odds are? You're not good enough to get in. And that's Last a, that's year, a fair Wheaton point. Woods sure. should have been in. That's about the only one in the one-year And the sad rate, part was they scheduled tough. They did. Well, they had no choice last year because they weren't in a league and had to go out and do an entire non-league schedule, and nobody really wanted to play them. Once again, that's the problem. And you remember the year Cole Rain went 8-2, and two and they didn't get in. That's right. But again, I, I still go back to this, especially in these leagues where you have seven, or in most cases now, eight league games. If you're not good enough to go six and two, whatever it is in your league, you shouldn't make the playoffs anyway. And, and I'll, I'll go back to an athletic director in the Greater Miami Conference who told me he would go to his football coach and say the following, is your goal to make the playoffs or, win. or to win a state right. championship? And if it is to win a state championship, which I would think every coach would tell you, and I realize it's more realistic at some places than others, but you have to set lofty goals, then play an according schedule to do that. The game of the night in Division One, Region 4 took place at the pit at Elder where the Panthers yeah. got off to a 14-0 lead, then fell behind 39-28 to Fairfield in the fourth quarter only to come storming back. They win it on a Drew Ramsey 13-yard touchdown run with 137 left. 42-39 was the final. Ramsey finished with 17 carries, 188 yards on the ground, six receptions for 120 yards, and also completed a 19-yard pass, yeah. which is unbelievable. But Elder does advance and survives with a 42-39 win over Fairfield. And let's face it, that was probably the most controversial game of the bunch because Doug Ramsey was not happy how the Correct. seating came down. Correct. Um, well, Jason Krause was not happy with, no. with with the GCL. Right. So that that you talk about a bitter game right there. No matter how it shook down, and it shook down in, in a just from a high school football standpoint, a great finish. Great football game. Don't forget the last time they played was the opener of the 2015 playoffs. Elder won right. 50 to 42. So they've been had some shootouts. Look, Elder was up 14 to nothing. It looked like it might be a little lopsided. But give Fairfield credit. Elder made some mistakes. Fairfield took advantage. They forced the mistakes. But nonetheless, Drew Ramsey, boy, when you look at what this guy has done, and I know it's tough sometimes as a coach when it, when he's your kid, you know, because a lot of people will say, ah, oh, you know, you're giving him the football. I'd give him the football too. I would Why too. wouldn't you? Yes. And don't forget what Peyton Ramsey, who's now at Northwestern, completed his degree at Indiana, what he did at Elder. But this versatility of Drew Ramsey, outstanding. Now the question is for Elder is, can they defensively look elders offense and the different sets and shifts that Doug Ramsey employs very difficult to defend. I go back to week one, 53 to 52. They lost in double OT at home to LaSalle, but there's a theme there on the other side of the ball where well, they there had a hard is. time stopping people. There is. And, and that's been, and, and you know, they lost a lot to graduation. I don't think many people knew what to expect from this Panthers group. They sit here now at four and three. And, and you know, you look at their losses, LaSalle, St. X and Indy Cathedral. I mean, certainly not shabby. Once again, look at that schedule. But I think in their next 
in their next game in the postseason, it's going to come down to defense. They're going to score points, and they will. Adv- yeah, and they will advance to play Princeton, the correct. number two seed. Uh, Shanghai O kills last night, fifty-five nothing. They led it forty-two it nothing at the half. Correct. Ari Turner had three rushing touchdowns and one hundred and twenty yards, also a fifty-yard touchdown reception. Thomas Boyd had three touchdowns rushing the football, and that's the matchup in the next round in the lower right. bracket. It'll be Elder at Princeton. That, this game could easily be in the 40s, maybe the 50s, if they both get their offenses cranked up. Well, I can guarantee you Joe Roberts and the folks at Princeton will not want me to attend because I was in attendance yeah. for Princeton's only loss this year. It was in the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown when they lost at home to Lakota East. It was Princeton came in 3-0, and coming off that dramatic come-from-behind win at Colerain. East was 0-3. And East wound up reeling off what is now four straight. They're right. still going. But the reality is, I think this could be a shootout. Makai Lynn, the quarterback, as you mentioned, they've got some weapons. They've got some speed. They've scored. They yes. They they can. And and you know, they're I mean, they're six and one. I mean, you don't have to apologize for being six and one. And if you use the Harbins as a barometer, Princeton was number two right. based on the right. Harbins in region four. So that's got the potential. There's some good matchups next week. That one might be the most intriguing. Yeah, the other part of that bracket, I mentioned Moeller advances. They'll advance to take on St. Xavier at St. X. Uh, Bombers with an easy win, 49-13 over Walnut Hills. They led 42-6 to at the half. Nolan Ryan got the start at quarterback. Brogan McKay threw for 550 last week. I'm going to guess right. they just gave him the week off or did he get hurt again? I don't know the um, answer to that. That I do not know. He threw for 550 against St. Eyes. So how about Nolan Ryan? He gets the start last night, or Ryan Nolan. I knew I was, was going to say, I, I thought, man, Nolan Ryan, he's a, he, I didn't I realize he, did. he was that good at football, Ra- too. Ryan, oh, no, he went 20 of 23, right? No, last night he was 12 of 13. And he was 20 of 23, yes. and then he did not play. His last two games, the start right. against Moeller, and Crazy. last night, 32 of 36 for 417 and five touchdowns, and he's not the starter. I know, but but I the starter well, only threw for five fifty last week. But what I would tell you is, well, St. X against Cleveland St. Ignatius, so we did, we, you know, that that was Saturday afternoon. I mean, twenty eight first downs, five fifty six passing, seven hundred and twenty three total Crazy. yards. Liam Clifford had twelve catches for a school record three hundred yards. Now you called the first meeting. Is this one where, if you're Steve Speckle, I think Lakota West and St. Xavier, to me are the two best teams in Region 4. That's yes. just, I, I've seen them both. But but I'll go back but, to the Moeller game. It was right. 21-14 at the half, and that was after Moeller threw three, three interceptions right. in the first quarter, one that was returned four yards for a touchdown. Second half, though, St. Saint, Saint X clearly was better in the second half. Outscored him 22 to nothing. Scott got a bunch of defensive stops, really seemed to confuse Moeller with what they were doing on offense. But I think for Moeller now, I think you play with a little house money. You, you got nothing got, to lose. You got you got the win, and, and right. The, the only flip side of that is I think X is playing really, they really are. well. Well, they right won now. five of their last six games after that OT loss to Brownsburg. The only loss in there was three points at Indianapolis right. Cathedral. No shame there. Look, this X team to me has got it on all both sides of the ball. I, They've got it everywhere. Charles I, I, Kellum's yeah. running the football. You've got obviously Clifford. You got Patterson as a wideout. You have two quarterbacks. You got Matthew Devine at linebacker. You got Gabe Du Bois in the secondary. He had a big turnover last night. Uh, this St. X team is really good. I know Steve Speck turns it over to Andrew Coverdale, who's brought a you know kind of more of a wide open offense. I, I think top to bottom, St. X. A matchup, you got to get there, but a matchup of St. Xavier's offense against that Lakota West defense, conceivably in the regional final, 
Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't, but if it does, that'd be a hell of a football game. I think it probably does. All right, let's go to the other bracket in Division One, Region 4, technically, which would be the upper bracket where all the seeds held. Lakota West, 44 nothing winners over West Claremont. West only had 267 yards total offense, but they held West Claremont to 35 yards. And their defense, even if they hadn't played offense, their defense right. and special teams would have won it. Silas Walters had a 52-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. They got a safety. And off the safety, they got a free kick return for a touchdown of 65 yards by Adrian Davis, who also caught a touchdown pass. We, we've talked about the West offense. Is it good enough? I don't know. I know their defense is. Well, it definitively is. I mean, six games now because they missed the one game. They've had four shutouts. They held another team, Fairfield, to seven. And Sycamore That's has the Fairfield that scored 39 13. last right. night. And Sycamore, which has a pretty good offense, scored 13. You know, that's a great question. But the one thing about having a defense is you can rely on your – this is not a typical Tom Bolden team. I mean, he's more of an offensive guy. You know, ran the triple at Cole Rain. His son Mitch now, they're more dropback style. They still run it. Mitch runs it. But I think he – you know – Coaches who are good adjust to the strength of their team. And that's exactly what Tom Bolden's done. When you've got four out of six games where you've pitched shutouts, let your defense carry you, and that's exactly what it did. Now it'll be interesting because East, which knocked off Sycamore, 28 to 10. They did not play. That's a typical rival game, but because of COVID 19, the shortening of the schedule, which went to six games for the GMC. Now they're going to play East at West, so they'll get that game after all. East had 320 yards rushing in that win. And the other part of the bracket last night, Mason beat Lebanon 34-16. Mason was the four seed, Lebanon the 13. And Colrain, 38-7 winners over Milford. Colrain the five seed. Milford turned yeah. it over three times. MJ Flowers for Colrain, 131 yards rushing and four touchdowns. So again, in Division One, Region 4, the matchups next week will feature the following. Lakota East at Lakota West, Colerain at Mason in the upper bracket. The lower bracket will be Elder at Princeton and Moeller at St. Xavier. Those are four pretty good matchups. Those match are really good matchups. I mean, those are for your sure. what quarterfinals. I think those are some pretty interesting in, in Region Four. Absolutely. All right, we'll get back to Ohio, where Divisions Two, Three, and Seven all played last night. Divisions Four, Five, and Six play tonight. But there's a lot of the key teams in those divisions that ended up having first-round buys. But we'll still talk about those. We'll go back there. But coming up next, we'll head to Kentucky, where your game on Thursday night featured a big win for Dixie Heights. Uh, Beachwood rolling along as it got into uh, its district last night. And Dayton, the Green Devils stay undefeated as they win their Class A opener. We'll look at that and much more as we continue. It's the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Oil. The oil and oil. Make sure you do the oil changes. You need to replace your oil. Oil is like the lifeblood of your vehicle. Oil is the most critical part of the engine. For maintenance, repairs, and tires, come in to Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome back into the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble, proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. We'll head back over to Ohio in just a bit, but let's go to Kentucky and see what happened last night. And actually, we go back to Thursday night where Dixie Heights, 28-14 winners over Simon Kenton. Third straight win for the Colonels after losing a tough one to Covcath and then another tough one to Corbin to open the season. And the head coach of Dixie, Dave Brosser, joins us. Dave, um, 
You know, I, I think that, that first game with Covcath probably opened a lot of people's eyes. People at the time, I think, thought, uh-oh, what's wrong with Covcath? And I think it was more, maybe Dixie's pretty good. Looks like you guys are starting to believe that a little bit, right? Yeah, I, I tell you, man, I think our kids are a little nervous. You know, uh, no scrimmages, a little little nerve-wracking playing a team that's won 44 out of 45 games. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got down 21 to nothing. And, uh, you know what, they just started playing harder and uh, – you know, we didn't finish the game, but we had opportunities to tie it up. We had opportunities, I think, to even win that game. But, you know, you got to give credit to Cubcast, and I think we learned uh, we learned some things about ourselves and, and our ability and, and our effort on the field. And, uh, you know, once again, we won in the quarter, like you said, and we lost a heartbreaker in the last 40 seconds. But, man, those are two good football teams. So we felt like we had something with our kids. No question. Last year, got off to a bit of a slow start, won three in a row, uh, two, two to end the regular season in the first game in the playoffs over Ryle. How much did that maybe set the stage for, for this season for you guys? Well, and going back in 2018, we were 1-10. and And, you know, we were struggling. The morale was down, and, uh, you know, we had a good freshman group and sophomore group, and uh, they played well in JV and had some, had some wins. And like you said, at the end of last year, you know, we, I think we lost four games, less than seven points, and we won five games. So they started to taste uh, what winning tastes like. And, uh, you know, we had a great off season before the COVID set in. And, you know, our kids are just motivated, and they believe they can win, and they go out and they play their butts off. Yeah, Dave, and I know uh, Thursday night, you know, it was one of those with the Skyline Chili Crosstown show. It was a strange game. I mean, you guys were up 14 to nothing. Obviously, Simon Kenton coach Jeff Marksbury got after his team a little bit at halftime, and they took the first two possessions and tied it up at 14-14. But, boy, your team then made some huge plays, in particular in the passing game, to go up and the final score be 28-14. to But even later on a drive, big third down pass from Logan Landers to Devin Holbert. Rarely have we had a game where we had so many candidates for MVP, and I'll just name some. Your quarterback, Logan Landers, your running back, Pierce Rollman, Devin Holbert, who was our MVP, eight catches for 125 yards, including a 26-yard TD that puts you ahead 21-14, then caught a 49-yarder to set you down inside the five for that Next score, 28-14, but you even had a couple guys on defense. You had about five or six guys that night who really came up big. You know, and, and I think that's the mark of a good football team. Uh, I don't really think we have any all-stars on our team. I think we have a, gun, a bunch of great kids who are playing together and, and believing in what we're trying to do. And, you know, Logan is a our quarterback. He is just a humble warrior. You know, he doesn't care about stats. He just wants to win football games. and I can say that about Pierce Roman. I can say it about Silas McDaniel on defense and offense, um, our offensive line. I mean, it, they, they just all chip in. And, and, and as you said, that Simon Ken game, man, I, I thought we were in total control. And we had a couple injuries. And, and I know Marksbury chewed their butts at halftime because they came out with a ton of momentum. And they scored within a minute and a half on, I think, eight consecutive run plays. And uh, we were shell-shocked. And uh, – Back in that third quarter, we lost a kid to a neck injury, and he had to get escorted off the field by ambulance. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought that game could have went the other way. And, and But our kids, they were very resilient, and we made the plays when we needed to make the plays, and we ended up winning that game. Yeah, Dave Brossard, head football coach at Dixie Heights, our guest, uh, the Colonels, a 28-14 to winner over Simon Kenton in the first of three straight 6A district games over in Northern Kentucky. This was on Thursday night, a little Thursday night lights because they have an in-service day Friday. They always play this game on Thursday. Dave, you mentioned injuries, and you're right. You had a player go down in the first quarter not to come back. 
with, with a broken arm. And then you had, you mentioned Marcus Atkins and boy, that's scary. And you're right. You just don't know with, you know, player down in the field and the EMTs there and taking him away by ambulance. You, you know, you've seen that go both ways. You, you probably learned a little bit more about your team because your guys really seemed to rally after that almost turned into kind of a, Hey, let's make sure we don't let this one slip away. Uh, you're right. I mean, and it was every bit of 10, 15 minutes, you know, our players were taking a knee and, you know, you're, you're crossing your fingers and saying your prayers. And, and I was out there with Mason and his father and then the doctors, and it was very, very nerve-wracking. And, you know, and, and we, when you see that young man out there, any young man, your heart breaks for him. And uh, luckily, once the children's and everything was good, it was a case of whiplash. But as you said, our kids just, uh, I think it sparked them. And, and I think that, you know, we had to win that fourth quarter in order to win that football game because it was a new game at 14-14. to 14 And, you know, we, uh, Austin O'Brien was a DB. Another kid I, f- I failed to mention had two interceptions in the fourth yep. quarter. And I guess a great quarterback and that Crone kid, he's an amazing kid. He's going to really have a special career. Um, you know, our kids just did what they had to do when they had to do it. And that's something we haven't been able to do the last few years. Dave, you, you know, we, we've looked at, at what you've done, and Tom mentioned you win the, the 6A opener and, and the next two games, both 6A games for you, Riley and Campbell County coming up. But when we looked at your schedule, we talked about Covcath, Corbin, two close, tough losses, beat Madison Central, beat a really good Beachwood team that lost by only two to Covington Catholic and has lost to you. And then Simon, uh, I would think your team's pretty steeled for the stretch run. How important is it going to be to get that one seed in your district to kind of set things up for the playoffs? It's going to be very, very important. Um, you always want to play at home. In 2014, when we went to the state championship, we had four home games. Didn't have to travel. Uh, it's a big-time advantage. But, but I tell you, I was, I was thinking last night when I was scoreboard watching, you know, teams are improving each week. And my thoughts on Lyle three weeks ago are much different this morning. And uh, I think when you don't have scrimmages, you don't have seven-on-sevens, you know, teams were not really ready for that first game. And, uh, you know, Ryle's an improved team. Campbell County's an improved team. They went out and beat Camp. I don't know. They went out and beat Pikeville two, uh, two weeks ago. Yep. And uh, so we just got to it's, – it's one day at a time, one week at a time, and we got to go 1-0 next week. All right, Dave, we appreciate your time. Congrats on the win on Thursday night, and we'll check back in with you as the year progresses. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate everything you guys do. I appreciate Thanks, it. Dave, Dave Brosser, head football coach at Dixie Heights. I'll correct myself, it was, it was Mason Atkins. But, boy, I tell you what, got a, he texted me a photo of the of the actual hit with that kid, and it's one of those I can only where, imagine, yeah. Well, you just see that. It was from somebody, I believe, from Cincinnati.com, and you're just like, wow. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, they are uh, – they look good. Well, I mean, and again, I go back to the schedule. And, and like, we even I, talked I, about the very first show right. I think we did was after that Covcath game, and it was, uh-oh, is there something wrong with Covcath? No, I think Dixie's pretty good. Beachwood and Covcath, toe-to-toe. Correct. Corbin and Beachwood, toe-to-toe. I mean, if you look at the comparative scores, I think it shows you that that Dixie's pretty darn good. I guess I would ask all coaches this. If you want to know about playing a better schedule, go ask your kids. Right. Go ask your kids. And if you want to be a better team, and you heard what Dave said right there, he's looking at teams today compared to three weeks ago, they're getting better. And especially, he's right. We've had a number of coaches that we've interviewed on this very program mention about without having scrimmages, without having anything and everything the way it normally would be in the preseason. A lot of times I hear that stuff, you kind of think, ah, some of that's coach speak. Some of it is. Some of it isn't. I mean, when they all say it, there has to be something to it. So 
I was impressed, and now they go too riled, and they come back and play Campbell County, and neither of those games will be easy, but nonetheless, they're in a pretty good position, and they hadn't beaten Simon Kenton since 2014 when they they did go to the state final and lost to Louisville Trinity. Uh, He mentioned Ryle. That's who they play next, and Ryle last night in a Class 6A District 6 game did beat Campbell County 21-7, and Ryle is starting to get some things cranked up, so that should be a really good game uh, a week, uh, uh, actually a week from last night uh, as they'll play on uh, on Friday the 16th. Elsewhere in Northern Kentucky last night in Class 5A District 5, Highlands pitches its second straight shutout, beating Boone County 43 to nothing. They've now won their last two games over Boone and Connor, and Boone certainly is still a program for Bryson Warner that he's trying to get rebuilt. The Connor score, I think, surprised a lot of people. Maybe not Did the they? outcome, but certainly right. the way it was 36 nothing at halftime. At I, half. I broadcast right. that game on TV last week for the CW Cincinnati. Uh, Connor beat Cooper last night, 27-20. Colton Roy, Alex Gastrucci each had a couple of touchdowns, so a nice bounce-back win for Connor. But Highlands, now off these last two games, off these last two shutouts, has Covcath next. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the great measuring stick. Were these two games because they're just better than Connor? And certainly Boone County is, again, trying to rebuild, and that that score is not surprising. Great measuring stick coming up on Friday night. And don't forget, for for Highlands, they lost week one to Simon Kenton at home, and then they were blown out by Boyle County. But, you know, sometimes you have those early games. Maybe they're getting better. I was very impressed, especially in the game that you were part of the broadcast. Their quarterback's really good. Yeah, Charlie Noon. Really looks good. Honestly, they look athletic. They they look physical. They they look they look everything that I didn't think that they were. They they proved they proved me wrong in what I believed going in. They looked they looked really good. We'll find out this week. Elsewhere in Kentucky last night, class four A district six game. Holmes beat Boyd County twenty six fifteen. Holmes now two and zero in the district. Um, Their two losses this year they lost to Louisville Holy Cross, which is a pretty good program. Lost to Loveland. Loveland just simply better. They're not better than a lot of teams in Ohio anymore, but certainly uh, better. But back-to-back good wins for Ben Neville's program to win their first two district games there. In Class 2A District 6, Beachwood overwhelmed Holy Cross 48-6. Based on the schedule Beachwood's played, I mean, their two losses, a close one to Dixie, 28-20, two points to Covcath. I, they steamroll through that district. 48-6 winners over Holy Cross. Cam Hergert, 17-20, 199 yards and four touchdowns. But you want to know why they're ready for those district games? Because they played those it, teams early. Right. And they still got, I think, the game with Newport Central Catholic. Correct. Should and be a good and one. they have Meade County, which right. is a 5A or 6A yep. school at the end of the season in a non-district. But guess game. what? You play those games when the postseason rolls around. Why do you think they've won so many state championships? Correct. They're always playing really good teams. Elsewhere in 2A District 6, the other game, there's only four teams in each district, so the other game last night was a good one. Newport, 19-13 winners over Lloyd. Lloyd held a 7-0 lead going into the fourth quarter. But Michael King, with a 60-yard punt return for a touchdown, tied it. Then after Lloyd retook the lead, he scored a touchdown run to tie it again at 13-all. And then with just four seconds to go, Ethan, or 46 seconds to go, excuse me, Ethan Jefferson, 48-yard touchdown pass to Simon Keating, wins it for Newport, 19-13 over Lloyd. In Class 2A District 5, Gallatin County, Walton Verona were winners. In Class A District 5, Bishop Brossard knocked off Bracken County. And in Class A District 4, Newcath, clearly the team to beat by far in that in that district, and I don't think they're going to have any close games. They beat Ludlow 59-21, to and Dayton stays undefeated, beating yeah. Bellevue 22-13. Not a good Bellevue team by any stretch of the imagination, but... Dayton undefeated now on the season. That's just incredible Impressive. what Jesse Herbst has done. Yeah. They are 5-0, and but they got a big test this coming week. They will host Newport Central Catholic. There you go. He's so. done a great job. And I heard he went when he took that job. He's a Dayton alum. Yep. He went down to anywhere and everywhere where there were kids in Dayton and said, we want you to play for the Green Devils. That's what it takes. you got to do a lot of that. 
you know, that uh, grassroots recruiting of your own kids, and that's what he's doing. And I'll be honest, I, you know, they're not beating Newcath, but then they've got Ludlow, a beatable Carroll County, and another mm-hmm. A school in Brossard. Yeah. They got a chance to finish with seven, maybe eight wins and you before how they go to the playoffs. And he was a former defensive coordinator for Jeff March at Simon, Simon Kent. Yeah. So you, you learn that consistent winning in a program like SK, and you take it to your alma mater. Yeah, that's, that's I, 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 that good to see. Because trust me, there there was a stretch where I think they won one game a year right. for about five oh, or absolutely. six years, and here they are sitting at uh, at five and zero. Oh. Yeah. Let's quickly touch on Indiana, and we'll go back to Ohio coming up in the next segment. In Indiana last night, uh, East Central was an easy winner over Greensburg, 50-7. to That defense has just been dynamic. They do have a game with Ron Colley coming up, which should tough. be very interesting. Lawrenceburg shut out Connersville. Franklin County shut out Batesville. South Dearborn overwhelmed Rushville, 53-12. to Those are the main Indiana games from last night. I would night. almost be stunned if I looked at a score in East Central and Lawrenceburg lost after they play one another early right. in the season. Right. I mean, that's what it feels like. Lawrenceburg, Lawrenceburg always plays pretty right. Well in that game, just not enough to yep. beat East Central. East Central's lone loss this year came in uh, came in week two to Chatard. Right. Um, they they have a win over Moeller. They're yep. legit, man. They, they are. are no, and I... obviously Lawrenceburg is two and three A. Yeah. Lawrenceburg three A. East Central four A. Both are ranked in the state, so uh, both uh, continue impressive seasons. When we come back, we'll look back into Ohio, where we'll look at some of the games last night in Divisions two. Divisions three and not much in Division seven, and kind of look ahead to tonight. Still ahead, where you got divisions four, five, and six. The key though is most of the key teams that are probably going to advance deep into the playoffs uh, have buys in all those divisions. Right. So we'll look at those when we yep. continue. It's the Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Welcome back into the Greater Cincinnati High School Football Scoreboard and Recap Show. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with Tom Gamble, proprietor of the Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown. Let's head back into Ohio after we spent the last segment talking some Kentucky. And last night, uh, Division Two rolled along, but a team that didn't play, the number one seed, Winton Woods, among those that had a bye. And the head coach of Winton Woods, Andre Parker, joins us right now. Andre, um, when you get to the playoffs, it, it doesn't feel like anybody's ever had a bye, to my knowledge. How did you handle this week? Um, I, you know, initially we wanted to scrimmage, but we were a little banged up. So we decided as a coaching staff that we weren't going to scrimmage or schedule a game. Um, and we uh, we really used the week to uh, try to heal up and get better. Um, spent a lot of time with the young guys, um, let some of the older guys heal up and, and try to keep the intensity high. Well, my first question for you is after last year when you clearly had a team worthy of the playoffs, how good did it feel this year knowing you didn't have to worry about that? Um, it, it felt good. Uh, I think something else took its place. You know, that's the thing about life. Usually when something leaves, something else took its place. And what took its place was COVID. So now it became yeah. <laughs> making sure my guys are, are in the house, not going anywhere else, not going to parties, uh, being smart, making sure we're sanitizing. So I didn't have to worry about that, but I had something else bigger to worry about. 
How does it feel being in now back in, in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference? I mean, having a conference because I let's be honest, the schedule that you guys were forced to play with being non-league had to be one of the most brutal schedules of any team anywhere. How does it feel now being a member of the ECC? And congrats on winning the ECC championship this year. Um, thank you. Um, I, it feels really good to have a conference. It feels good to have a name behind you. It feels good to to be able to have natural rivalries and and to, to play teams and to track kids from the 7th um, to the 12th grade. And, you know, so our kids can be familiar with people and say, hey, we beat them in the 7th grade. They beat us in the 8th. What happened on the varsity level? Um, so, so that felt good. I, you know, the, the interesting thing is it happened at the – it was truly a blessing because I don't know what kind of schedule we would have been able to get. Most of the uh, yeah. teams were playing, uh, you know, conference games only. Um, so – we would have probably played all the GCL schools, which we normally do, and tried to have to find three more games. I was going to say, you became, kind of, you became kind of a pseudo-member of yeah, the Greater Catholic League South for a yeah. few years because you had to play yeah. all of them, uh, which is... You know, it did. We did, and I'll tell you what, I want to thank those guys because they, they truly made us a better program. We had to get better. Um, well, they made us better in every aspect of the game. They made our kids tougher. Um, so, hats off to them. Uh, Andre, your your team, I know people focus on Mayan Williams from the outside, and, and certainly he was arguably one of the best backs I've ever seen, and I've seen a whole lot of good ones going back to the Sean Alexander days at Boone County. But this year, um, and you've had offensive balance, but but it looks like really this year the balance has been pretty good. Michael Wingfield running it, throwing it. Uh, Tyreek Spikes running the football. Uh, talk about what your offense has been able to do this year with not having a centerpiece like Mayan Williams to, to, to focus on. You know, we, we had to change a few things. Um, I think the team itself, I think some of the outside guys are a little happier. We, you know, we had to do a couple things differently. Um, the plays are still the same. We just added, added some weight to the outside. Um, try to keep people out of the box. Uh, we're running two backs now um, because, you know, the backs I have now are good, but mine, he was 215, 220. He was different. You know, um, and these guys are literal guys. Andre, a final question for me. I mean, you obviously have made lengthy runs in the postseason. This is a different year, you mentioned, because of COVID. And, but you get a bye in the first round. But what's the message to this team about the postseason, knowing that you're the number one seed and you know, you'll have the home field advantage, which is certainly, even though you know limited capacity, it's still good to play at home. What's the message from you to the team based on your previous success in postseason? Um, it's got to be one day at a time, one practice at a time. Um, it's got to be. We got to win today. That's going to be our. That's our message. That's our message every every day. We got to win this day. We got to continue to get better. We got to continue to expand and, and you know to grow. Um, so those are the things we're focusing on. So if we win the day, that means we're on that day. We got attention to detail and uh, we play some practice hard. Uh, you know, the thing about the playoffs. Day. You know, our kids do understand that we'll win the game on Monday. They know about it. All right. Andre, 
we appreciate your time. We know you're in practice. We'll let you get back to it. But uh, best of luck, and we'll catch up with you a little bit later in the postseason. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Right. Andre Parker, head coach of Winwoods. And I got to tell you, you heard – and you heard what he – I mean, this seems to be the theme of today's program. You heard what he said about playing the GCF. Right. You heard what he said. And I can, I'll go back to a previous coach, Troy Everhart, who was at Winton Woods and, and, and led them to a state title and, you know, as, as did Andre. And, 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 you know, Troy told me with the Skyline Chili Cross down show, and he goes, I don't – he said four years in a row. They played GMC schools. I mean, they, He played yeah. the GCL yeah. South four years right. in a row. Four years in a row, and I can tell you, went one and three. He beat LaSalle, and they led one of the most amazing games ever. They led Moeller. I still distinctly remember this at Nippert Stadium, 28-7. to They were going in to take a 35-7 lead before the half and fumbled inside the five. And Moeller came back and wound up winning that game. They played St. X tough on a midweek game. I mean, they weren't afraid to play elder. And I'm just telling you, if you want to win in the postseason, you got to be prepared. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And especially in Division Two. I mean, Winton Woods is the one seed. Yep. LaSalle's the two seed. Kings is the four right. seed. Turpin's the five yeah. seed, well, for goodness don't sakes. Forget, don't forget, LaSalle won last year. They've won four of the last six. And they had that great regional final against Winton Woods a few years back that Winton Woods won 16-14. I think when you look, you talk about, and again, the seeds would have to hold up. But can you imagine another LaSalle Winton Woods? No doubt about and, it. And you're right. King, I still don't think many people know what to think about Kings, right? Just because, I mean, they're undefeated. Their scores have been, I put up 70 against Anderson. They, they missed a game. You know what I mean? I, I just think that it's, I, I don't know, but getting in the ECC, that's a good football league. No for question. Woods. No. So every year, boy, if I'm the other ECC schools, to know that every skill guy's back except the quarterback, <laughs> I don't like hearing that. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tall task. So Winton Woods is the one seed. Yep. As we talked about, they did not play last night. They've got a bye to next Friday. They'll take on Xenia, which last night beat uh, New Carlisle Tecumseh 18 to nothing. Uh, Xenia was the 16 seed, so Winton Woods advances there. Wasn't Xenia the one that played them? Was it last year? Remember, they yeah, they were I, way you, you ahead. Tested my memory on that one. Well, the, I, I swear to you, Xenia was ahead. I saw that score, and I thought that had to be a typo. It wasn't. Then Winton Woods came back, and I'm gonna I'll research that okay. between now and next week. Games that were played last night: Edgewood was the eight seed. They knock off Columbus West, sixty-two to twelve. Uh, Talawanda, fifty-six thirteen, went over Dayton Belmont. DeAndre Bosat Revely, I hope I pronounced it correct. One hundred eighty-nine yards rushing and five touchdowns for Talawanda. Talawanda advances to play number four seed. King. Okay. Uh, coming up this week. Turpin, the five seed, which also had a bye. They'll host Withrow. Withrow won via forfeit. Fairborn was the 12 seed. Right. Fairborn, because of COVID, had to forfeit and not play. So Withrow does advance, but they advance to take on Turpin. And somebody asked us that, and, and that that's all you can do. I mean, you Yeah, you can't, have, you can't you know, hold like, it up at this stage. Well, what's going on in the NFL or what's going on in college football is you can look at a later date. You, you have a – you got that window. You have that week of really just two days, either that Friday or Saturday. I guess in theory – but with the way the quarantine period is, you can't move it to a Sunday or a Monday. So you're gonna. That's probably not going to be the last you're going to see that throughout the postseason. Yep, indeed. Uh, in the other part of that bracket in Division Two, I mean, I just was talking about the top bracket. That's got Kings and Turpin with Woods on it. The bottom bracket has LaSalle, the two seed. They've got a buy or had a buy, and they'll take on Little Miami, which last mm-hmm. night beat Loveland forty-eight to forty. Anderson also had a buy. They were the six seed. They will take on. Uh, I think Taze Valley. Yeah, Taze Valley was sixty-eight nothing winners over. Columbus Briggs, so a pretty good matchup there. And the game of the night, though, in Division Two, 
Harrison beat yeah. Lima Sr. 42-28. Nick Pucci, a 46-yard touchdown reception from Mason Young with just six seconds left to go. Young also rushed for two touchdowns in the game, overcame two pick sixes to throw that game-winning touchdown pass. Harrison has had a really rough season. We had the game on TV where they played Ross. Right. It was 35 all in the fourth quarter. Yep. Ross scored two touchdowns to put that game away. They lost a couple other close games. So good for Harrison. Big win for them. Well, last Harrison night. again went one and five after going eleven and two a year ago. Lost to LaSalle in in the regional semifinals. And uh, you know, but but again, no, excuse me, the regional, I guess regional semi yeah, regional semis. But, you know, they lost 21 seniors to graduation from a year ago. So, young team, congrats to Derek Rehage with a last-second win. In Division Three, again, a lot of the better teams had buys. Hamilton-Baden is a two-seed. They earned a buy, and they will p- take on uh, Wapakoneta, which knocked off Lima Shawnee last night 15 to nothing. Games that were played in that part of the bracket that Hamilton's in. The number 10 seed, Mount Healthy, was a 40-7 to winner over Fenwick. Nadavion Gaither, 87 yards rushing and was also 8 of 16 for 130 yards and two touchdowns passing. And Aiken fell to Dayton Dunbar 33-6. to The other part of the bracket saw New Richmond the four seed with a bye. Ross, the five seed with a bye. Ross will host Monroe, which knocked off Elida 27-10. New Richmond will host Goshen, 37-14 winners over Hughes last night. Um, and condolences to the Goshen family. The longtime oh, former yeah. coach, George Rise, uh, passing away recently. And uh, a guy that both of us covered when Absolutely. we were at the post. And, uh, yep. I, I, you know, it was funny because uh, Goshen actually had some really good programs under George no Rise. Question. And they were always kind of on the fringe of our coverage area. Yep. But they were good enough that we always had yep. to pay attention to them, right? We did. And he was he later became the principal of the school. And he was an All-American lineman at the University of Pittsburgh. That's exactly right. During his college 75 years days. old, so our condolences yep. uh, go out there. Uh, also last night in uh, Division 3, this is Region 11. That Division 3, by the way, was Region 12. In Region 11, because we have a couple of crossover teams, Western Brown was winners over Athens Plains, 42-12. Drew Novak continues to roll along through for over 2,000 yards in, in six games. Last night, he only threw it 15 times, 12 of 15, 126 yards and two touchdowns for him. And then in Division 7 last night, uh, it was a uh, easy win for Cincinnati College Prep, 48 to nothing over Twin Valley South. Two other area teams had buys. They'll actually play each other in round two. Number eight seed, your team, New Miami, and the number nine, yeah. Fayetteville Perry. They both got a first-round buy. They'll play each other coming up on Friday night. So that gets you caught up on the action, but we've got games tonight to look ahead to. We will do that and put a wrap-up on the show. we still got a few more minutes left to talk some high school football. We'll do that when we continue. It's the Greater Cincinnati Football Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Ted's Pawn Shop, home of the Tri-State's largest full-line pawn shop. At Ted's Pond, 2026 Delaware Avenue in Norwood, Ohio, we offer collateral loans on almost anything of value. We also have one of the area's largest selections of pre-owned merchandise to choose from at bargain prices. Diamonds, jewelry, coins, firearms, musical instruments, and tools. Reach us today at 513-631-2112. Welcome back in to the final segment of this week's Greater Cincinnati High School Football Scoreboard and Recap Show. We've talked with Dave Brossert, the head coach of Dixie Heights, looked at the action in Northern Kentucky from last night, touched on a little bit of Southeast Indiana where very quickly they're heading towards the playoffs. And, of course, we are involved in the playoffs in Ohio where last night's Divisions 1, 
two, three, and seven all played. Tonight, it'll be divisions four, five, and six, where, again, most of the better teams have buys. And I do want to go back to that, Tom, and I guess I was remiss. We were talking about some of the teams that had buys last night. And it was interesting where Andre Parker talked about thinking about trying to get a scrimmage, but then decided, nah, let's let yeah. our guys heal up and whatnot. And, and I guess it has me then wondering, I wonder what some of these other teams opted to do with the, with the off week, because that's just, that's just an unusual circumstance. To my knowledge, most of them I don't think were doing much. I, I know this, you could have a scrimmage, but you couldn't have any fans. Right. And I know that, that kind of, I think, lost the appeal. I mean, it's been tough enough. I mean, you know. Now, Anderson did play last night. They ended right. up scheduling a regular season game with Withrow. Okay. Um, came away right. as an easy Correct. winner last night, 52-18. to 18. Which you could do. Yes. So you they ended up that. playing a regular right. season game. Withrow used to be a member of the right, ACC, so this used to be a yep. league game. Um, well, they had actually, believe it or not, I know they had, and I don't know how far the conversation got, but Anderson and Turpin had actually discussed. But I think when you look I at... I guess the fear is, do you get somebody hurt in a meaningless game, Well, right? do you get somebody hurt, and that's a community-type game, and I think they maybe, you know, and don't forget, you can still... You can still, with weeks eight, nine, and ten, which are the next three weeks, if you get knocked out, go ahead and schedule games. Out of the postseason, yeah, I just am wondering though, with that week, in, that, that week in between, you've, you know, you, you had. I think it's risky. Don't know if you're going to play. Risky. Then you play six regular season games. Some teams missed a game because of COVID. Too risky. And then suddenly you got a week off. It just feels. Odd. I would feel awful as a coach. No question. If I lost a key if guy, you lost a key guy, no doubt. In, in something that may, and maybe you can look at it as you know. I know there's that old adage of well, you can get hurt walking across the street, but you don't put yourself in a worse position to suffer an injury when you really don't have to. Yeah, these playoffs are going to get really good. We talked about those teams in Division Two, where again, Anderson's the sixth seed. They're really yep. good. Not probably good enough to get out, but still pretty Never good. Know. LaSalle's a two seed. Yep. Kings is a four seed. Turpin, which is ridiculously right. good. Their only loss was to who? Wynton Woods. Woods. And don't forget it's 14, 13 at the half. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. how good are they? They're really good. And Wynton Woods being yep. the one seed. And that takes us to Division Four, Region 16, where, again, most of the better teams have buys. Clinton Massey is the one seed. In fact, how about them? They moved up to number one ranking in the state this week in Division Four in the state AP poll, where three of the top four teams are all in this same region. Right. Clinton this Massey's one, Indian Hills three, Wyoming's four. I had those transverse, it's whatever. The, the, the three of them are three of the top four teams in the state. They are on opposite sides of the back bracket. So Massey has the one seed. Um, they, again, had a bye last night, and they were playing the winner of Washington Courthouse and Thurgood Marshall. Let me see if I can dig up a score on that. I do not see that anywhere. Maybe they play tonight. No, they, oh, they do, but they play tonight. Play tonight, Sorry about right. that, because yep. it is all the, all the Division Four games are tonight. So they'll play that winner uh, in round number two. Also, McNicholas, the five seed, they have a bye. They'll host the winner of Hillsboro and Uni Oto in round two. Uh, Uni Oto is the 12 seed, so uh, Hillsboro, the 21 seed. The other games tonight have Norwood, the 13, hosting Schroeder, the 20, and Bethel Tate, the 9 seed, hosting number 24, Urbana. That's upper bracket in Division Four, Region 16. The bottom bracket has Indian Hill as the 2 seed overall, uh, and they will host the winner of Batavia Oakwood. Oakwood, the 15 seed, Batavia, the 18 seed, and Wyoming uh, will play the winner of tonight's number 19 seed, Springfield Northwestern, at number 14, Taylor game. Taylor, the higher seed there, but that's a rematch of a CHL right. game that I'm going to guess Taylor's not going to want to see. Well, when you're going to play— I guess you want to see it because you want to advance, right, but then you, you get well, Wyoming, you, Wyoming in round two. When you're looking at playing any of those three, Massey, Indian Hill, Wyoming, and you're and you're a lower seed, it's going to be difficult. I just—I mean, I think it's going to be—you got a really good chance in the upper bracket to get Massey and McNick to get out of the upper bracket right. to then face the teams in the lower bracket, probably either Indian Hill or Wyoming, Wyoming, and that's to get out of the region. Right. 
Well, that's why I'm telling you, people have always asked me, why don't why don't greater Cincinnati schools win more at the lower, you know, from an enrollment standpoint? I think it's because it is so difficult. I'm not making excuses, but it's really difficult. When you look at trying to get through that region, then you have to go play in the state semis and state final, doesn't make it any easier. No question. Also playing tonight, Division 5. Again, Divisions 4, 5, and 6 all played tonight. Ones, 1, 2, 3, and 7 played last night. Uh, the teams that got a buy, Roger Bacon. We talked to their head coach uh, last week, and they got a buy into uh, the second round, no doubt about that, the one seed. They'll take on the winner of Carlisle Summit Country Day. Country Day is the 16 seed, Carlisle the 17 seed. So you would assume Bacon would will have a, probably a couple of, uh, of cakewalks in the first couple of rounds. They're a really good football team and obviously have the, the uh, maybe the top player in the state, running back Corey Kiner. CHCA, which is always sneaky. They're always yep. a good program. They're the five seed. They also have a buy tonight. They'll host the winner of Tip City Bethel Madeira, Madeira the 12 seed. Tip City Bethel is the 21 seed. And in the lower bracket, you got Blanchester, which got the two seed. How good are they, maybe? Well, it's Bacon. I mean, when you look at Bacon, you mentioned those Summit Country Day and CHCA, which is always a consistent winner. They've both played Bacon. Both of those games have been lopsided. Right. I just think Roger Bacon in the region, and you don't know about Blanchester because you don't really have comparable opponents. I, I don't think I think Roger Bacon, they're definitively, to me, the team to beat. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Blanchester, the two seed, will, will face the winner of number 18 seed East Clinton at number 15 seed London Madison Plains. Other games tonight in that uh, division, uh, in the upper bracket, it'll be uh, Taft host, Taft playing uh, Dayton Meadowdale at Stargell Stadium. Taft is the nine seed. In the bottom bracket where Blanchester is, the other games tonight have number 23, Finneytown at number 10, Middletown Madison, number 19, Purcell Marion at number 11, number 14, North College Hill, and number 22, Redding plays at number 11, Marymount. And then in Division 6, we don't have a lot of local teams in Division 6. Right. Just a couple of games tonight. Uh, we'll have Deer Park, the 15 seed, hosting Springfield Northeastern and St. Bernard, the 14 seed, hosting Rockford Parkway. And that will do it for high school playoff action as we get through round one. We've got a few minutes, Tom. I want to go back to Division One, where we talked about the matchups. And I'm trying to find out what I guess would I think would be the, the, the best. And I guess for me, the two best would be the five-seed Colerain at the four-seed Mason, and then obviously the seven-seed Elder at the two-seed Princeton. Well, I think that's the most – to me, that's the most intriguing – because I and, and I think the one thing about Elder is, after the close call against Fairfield last night, winning forty-two to thirty-nine, yet trailing thirty-nine twenty-eight in the fourth quarter until Drew Ramsey really got things rolling and he had a great game. Do you now say Elder? I think most people, had you said Elder Princeton previously, would have probably said, "I'll take Elder." But when you look now, does that kind of make you go? Because Princeton had no trouble whatsoever on the road at Fairfield right. a week earlier. Right. So it at least kind of – I think that one's intriguing. I think Coleraine Mason's intriguing because, you know, Coleraine is just – look, they're still good. But they haven't been. They're t- you know they they lost not, two games. Yeah. Hamilton <laughs> and that feels so odd, right? Because they don't, they don't lose in that league. And then St. X Moeller. I think that's intriguing as well, just because it was a seven-point game, you know, and, and Moeller had a lot now, of turnovers. But I, I still think St. Hex is really, really good. Yeah, I, I would I – mean, I, I, again, I broadcast that game. Moeller was down one at the ha- one score at the half, 21-14. Um, they played toe-to-toe with them other than the three turnovers. But then I go to the second half, and I can remember just right. how much St. X dominated. And it feels like from that point forward – 
Then into last week where they went to St. Ignatius and rolled up 700 yards. Then into last night where they go up 42-6 to six at the half. Correct. It feels like they all of a sudden, from the half of that Moeller game on, the light bulb's gone off for them, and they look like a dominant team, well, not just this. a good team. In the last in the last five quarters, they've scored 97 points. Right. Because they were down right. to St. Ignatius 17-7, to seven, put up 55. And I'll even throw in East-West. Well, I definitively think Well, you've West, seen them both, right? I have seen them both. And, and, you know, the thing is, it's that old, if you're Rick Haynes, you're going to use, here we are. You know what I mean? W- what more can you ask for? We won the first round. Well, Rick Haynes has the old Colerain offense because he was he the does. architect of it with Kerry Combs. Yep, right, right, correct. Um, going against West, they've played each other. I mean, he's played Tom Bolden when right. Bolden was at, uh, was at Colerain, so they've played yep. each other plenty of times, but know I, each other. I, I guess the key is, we've talked about West's offense. What if it's a night where they don't have things clicking? And you're not going to – East is not scoring a bunch, but could they win a 17-14 game? Well, could they, I guess. I still think – but you got to get ahead. I think that's the challenge. You know, I was at the Mason-West game. It was part of the showdown. And, you know, Mason had that lengthy drive, took up over half the quarter, but when you don't come away with points – I mean, West has given up 20 points, 20, in six games. I mean, you do the math. Four shutouts, that's less than four points a game. That's yeah, outstanding. I, I guess my fear is, though, in, in, and you can see it sometimes in the playoffs, you get a turnover early. East gets up 7 nothing, yeah. And then you go, uh-oh, this isn't supposed to be happening to well, us. To How me, is it happening? We don't have a dynamic offense. Again, I, but, to me, I think it comes down. It's going to be West and St. Xavier, in my opinion, barring any kind of miracle on either side of the bracket. And I think it's going to be a great game. I think X is now the team to beat, in my opinion. But... I think it's funny. We talk about all these. All four of these are really good matchups. Now that you look at them, yeah, they are. Division one. That this the, the quarterfinals are really good. The semis will be even better. I mean, I really think these are. You know, it wouldn't. Sh- While I think there are prohibitive favorites in a few of these games, I wouldn't be shocked if the other teams won. Yeah, I guess the only one to to me would be with Moeller ends up beating X. I don't know if a shock's the right word, but it would be an extraordinarily big surprise. West and St. Xavier, to me, are the two best. Yeah. And, and if either one of them lost... But how about West now? It's funny. They're the one seed, so you got to get past your natural rival right. in East, right? Yep. Then it's going to be a GMC team that you've what, already played on the other side, whether it's Mason or Colerain. Right. And that sounds great in theory because you beat them both, right? Right, but nonetheless... But it's still not easy. And then you got to get past... X or somebody or right. Elder or whatever out of yeah. that bottom bracket. Right. Man, oh man. That's, uh, that's not Tough. easy. Road to hoe. Yeah. Uh, real quickly in Kentucky, um, are you ready to give out your Skyline Chili Crosstown Showdown game or well, not? Let's just, how about if I give a hint? <laughs> let's just say our game next Friday. We hadn't done a Kentucky game until this past Thursday when we did Dixie Heights hosting Simon Kenton. And let's just say it's one of the oldest rival games mm. yeah. that's taken on a little intrigue with what one team has done the last couple weeks, but it's just one of those you can't ignore. No. We'll announce that <laughs> at X Town Showdown, Showdown on Tuesday. You can, you or can, as you PA guys it. say, at X-T-O-W. I'm like, you can't be no. serious. Yes, you like, can't be serious. Here's a novel concept. Read the reads before you read them at the game for the first time, please. But I will say, yes. yeah, Northern Kentucky now is in district play, so it's gotten a little more intriguing, although we've sure. had some pretty good pretty good non-district but matchups. But I think you'll agree with me. In Northern Kentucky, you, you've got a, a faction of teams in, in, in the varying classes well, that there, are there, there, really There's good. no question. Newcath is clearly the best team in Class A up here. Beachwood in 2A. Beachwood by far in 2A. Um, good for Holmes getting off to the start. They've gotten off to in, in 4A to the 2-0 and start. And in 5A, we're going to find out this week, yeah. is Highlands as good as the last two right. weeks have shown? Is Covcat as vulnerable as we thought they were early? Or is this still just a Covcat program that just isn't going to lose in the regular season? 
Covcast won 34 straight in the regular season, 48 of the last 49. Mm. Think about that. That's I mean, that's, incredible. And that's including the postseason. Right. Yeah. That, correct. That, well, that, the only loss was what, by four in the state final? In the state final. That's, that, that's correct. And in 6-8, Dixie's got uh, Ryle coming yeah. up. And uh, Ryle with a win last night over Campbell County. Dixie's got a chance to maybe run the table to end the season after losing to Covcath by a touchdown and Corbin by four, 26-22. At the same time, though, as he mentioned, and Dave Brossard said it, and I thought that was pretty honest, he said, this isn't the route that I thought I right. thought they were three weeks ago. So that's a pretty good matchup in six A. We're gonna start seeing you in some red Dixie Heights gear. Some well, I got red beach. I got red Beachwood gear. So right, what do you I'm do? conflicted there. You I, are conflicted. I'm well, a, you I'm got Dixie Beachwood Heights grad. They gave it to you for free. It's true, and I get paid. I get right. paid by Beachwood right. now. So. so I guess you know that you can turn your allegiance a little. It, bit, it's right? funny. My, my oldest daughter went to Villa Madonna Academy, and I was a golf coach and coached middle school basketball there. So I had a closet full of blue Villa Madonna stuff. But they changed their nickname though. they did they were right. uh, they, they were the blue lightning yes. now they're the vikings that's correct um and she's now the golf coach there so occasionally i have to pull that out when i when i go watch one of her golf matches or help with the, the outing but it's funny how my closet went from a ton of blue to all kinds of beachwood red and black stuff in fact i'm wearing a beachwood black now, t-shirt as we do here the program. next saturday morning big day I, yeah it family, is my, my daughter's right? getting married yeah. next saturday um yeah i probably will I, you know that's a good question I just, I, I just thought I'd bring that I, up. I probably will, will, I mean, will make it in some way, shape, or form. I'll be here, and then I'll be there. I'm looking forward to that. That's right. That. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Big day. I'm going right. to drink on your on <laughs> on my your, nickel. I'm going to drink as much as I can. So I'll walk around right. and go, no, you don't need another cocktail. <laughs> right, right. You're good. You're good. <laughs> You're not going to give out tickets? Like, I get two tickets? <laughs> no, I no, don't. We're not, we're not doing that? We're not that. doing tickets, no. And by the sure. way, I thought of a good little game when you were giving some of the scores. We ought to try to find some of these places in Ohio. It's Where funny. Or some I, I will of these tell you, places. I'm a Kentuckian, grew up in, and and honestly I I I love covering I love covering high school sports in that state because I went to a different part. I mean, I think I can know almost every nook and cranny from the mountains to literally the bottom corner of of the state down by Missouri, down by the border. I covered preps in Ohio for a period of time. I've some done games schools? on television. I don't know where half these places are. Well, you gave one there at the very end, one of the last opponents for a team, and I'm like, I've never even heard. Where are these? I've never. I've been around long enough and grew up in Cincinnati. I know you're like you're a Cincinnati guy. Let me find it. I was like Tuscaroras. There they are, Tuscaroras Central Catholic, New Philadelphia. I know where I know where Tuscaroras is. I think. (laughs) What do you know? Could you find Wapakoneta? I could find Wapakoneta. Okay, I've heard yeah, that. I, I could find Wapakoneta. But I, you gave one before that. Wapakoneta like, beat is? Lima Shawnee last if night. If you remember, we used to be in the post going, where they call in a right. score of just random sports. Like, what the hell? Well, where is this? I do love back in the day when Lima Senior somehow was in the Greater Miami oh, Conference. Yeah. That's Imagine the nuttiest that three thing. Three-hour ride, essentially. Nuttiest, nuttiest thing places. ever. All right, we want to thank uh, Dixie yes. Heights football coach Dave Brossert, Winton Woods, Andre Parker. We will be back next week with another Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show for our executive producer, Rob Ebel and Tom Gamble. I'm Richard Skinner. Again, if you need to find a score, find right. a schedule, head to local12.com. I've got it for you in easy to read format. You can find it at your fingertips. Thanks for being with us. It's the Greater Cincinnati High School Football Scoreboard and Recap Show from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.